0: Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where we go through Gundam Universal Century and uh, try to watch everything and relay it back to you in more or less chronological order. Um, Today we're going to discuss Mobile Suit Gundam, the movie 2, and episode 15, uh, the lost episode. Uh, We'll get a a little bit more into why it's a lost episode in a little bit, but um, first let's jump into the movie um, Soldiers of Sorrow. Um, so we start off. They're they're on Earth. Uh, they got down to Earth at the very end of uh, movie one. And um, anybody want to jump in and, and say who that is? I, I forgot to introduce our, our other host um, Scotty and Luke. Say hi, hi guys. Welcome. <laughs> so of <in> the movie. <sighs> the end. Um, yeah. So they're on Earth. Um and Garma's dead.
1: Garma's Garma, yeah, dead. Yeah, it picks up right at, it p- picks up basically right after that. Mhm. And we kind of move immediately into um the fallout from that and uh basically Zeon's like oh hell no. Not Garma. Garma's the Yeah. Blue. It... We're
0: going to take care <laughs> well, of and, it. and and it was really funny because you know and I don't think in origin um they had any level of interaction at all but Ron Barat in um in the original series now he, oh he's pissed he's like yo I, I've got to avenge Garma which, um, is, which is very conflicting with his motivations in Origin because he was very anti-Zabi in that yeah he's very different in the original series than he is in Origin if, if you um, uh, are like us and watching these back to back you'll notice a lot of inconsistencies with character motivations yeah 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 um, so yeah, Makuve tips off Baral, uh on the Trojan Horse, aka White Base's uh, location, and says, "Hey, go off and avenge Garma." Um, basically, because I don't want to commit any of my troops to this mess. Yeah, and if he does, what does he get, guys? What does what will Rombral get if he succeeds? Two rank promotion. Is this the first instance of it?
2: <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I've never heard about this. That is part of his character motivation here, though, is he's trying to make life better for his men, and he is serving Dozel, uh, but he's not so much worried about Zeon or maybe the zombies directly. And this kind of pulls into the origin manga as well, where it's all about just him trying to do what's best for his crew, which is in when you follow it that way, it's the same crew that he has had uh, for, you know, like if you watch the OVAs, he's really got a lot of the same uh, crew along with him on Earth that you see him with in those other events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so um,
1: so he's all about taking on uh, the Trojan horse. Um, so we see him kind of start moving, moving in that direction. We see uh, Haman. Um, and basically there she's just like, all right, you can do this. You're amazing. Uh, I'm also kind of a soldier. I'm not really sure.
0: Yeah, she doesn't really appear to be a soldier in in this show, but he's, she seems to be like versed. She's so maybe, treated she's treated like not
1: a Schultz soldier, but also like a soldier. Like everyone addresses yeah. her as Miss Amon, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Well
0: they're or, they're married in this. They're married, but they? how
1: many other characters take their wives around with them? Like Dozel doesn't do that.
0: Yeah. It, yeah, Dozel Dozel's a responsible human being for all of his flaws though well
1: it's like ramba it's like ramba is non-functional without without her being around yeah like he's cool for like a battle but then beyond that he's just not functional without her around yeah
2: i don't think it's directly stated but i feel like maybe that was a condition of him coming back after all the stuff with um uh, the colony drop that he was against doing hmm
1: i I would assume i would assume so that's that's very non-standard, but didn't he get assigned? Didn't he get tasked down to Earth? At least in Origin, and again, inconsistencies abound. But at least in Origin, didn't he get sent down to Earth and demoted as like punishment?
0: Yeah, well, I don't think I don't remember if they said Earth specifically, but he, he did get demoted uh, towards the end of Origin. He got a, a two-rank demotion. So hopefully, this two-rank promotion will bring him back up to where he was before well, he got demoted. It's funny because he got
1: a two-rank promotion and then a two-rank demotion. and I was trying to get another two-rank promotion (laughs) so i mean he's all over the place
2: yeah um i think maybe we weren't supposed to think about it that hard
0: oh it's well i I feel like they did all this stuff just to you know it's kind of like an easter egg they made origin long
1: after people started thinking way too hard about this stuff so we have it right
0: yeah so uh so we go to the the trojan horse and see uh we kind of
1: see multiple fights, and it's really interesting in, in this movie. Um, and again, it's kind of all truncated because it's the, it's the compilation movie, but we see yeah. characters like juggling uh, mobile suits and gun tanks and gun cannons constantly in this movie.
2: Well, I feel like we skipped yeah, something. Maybe an episode that was lost. Oh, we <laughs> well,
0: had. before we get to the lost episode, we, we have oh. to get a quick... Um... A quick view of Amaro uh, and Kai creeping on uh, Lieutenant Matilda.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why everyone is just like completely in love with Matilda. She's just like random lieutenant running around. I mean, I guess they think she's hot.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody's like creeping for pictures and all that stuff. It's it's just awkward.
2: We're, we're so desensitized by like Moe shit and like this over-sexualization that I think it's like impossible to... Understand these little anime boys really liking Matilda in the way that they do, but maybe by 1979 standards, that was like hot anime waifu, like prime. <laughs> maybe, but it's
1: kind of interesting. Uh, that's a pretty early example of like a strong female character that people actually care about for, well, I guess her appearance. Never mind.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So then we jump into episode 15, the Lost Episode. Um, cruise, cruise, Doan's Island. I, 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 probably rhymed that; and it should have been rhymed.
1: <laughs> cruise Doan's Island. Yeah, this is kind of a weird episode. It's um, do we do we know why it was never shown in America? Short of Tomino not wanting it,
2: that's the only reason that's really been put out there is that it's. I mean, and I mean, you guys watched it; it doesn't look very nice at all. Uh, it's. I don't want to say filler because it does a few things, but I don't feel like it does anything that isn't also done later as well.
1: So to be fair, um, it doesn't look great, but then again, neither does most of the show. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But you get, you get skinny Gundam or skinny Zaku.
1: That's the only thing that I, that really popped out at me as like, as really bad. And I don't really know what the whole point was that of that was if they came out and they were like, Hey, the whole reason we didn't show this was because of skinny Zaku and it just, it was very inconsistent with like the image that Tamino wanted to put forth. And I would say, okay, cool. I get it. But I don't know. I don't really get it. I don't know why that's the only thing he, he didn't want.
2: I don't feel like it's so bad that you cut it out, but I just, I don't know. There must be some lingering embarrassment there. And I, I feel yeah. like if, if Tomino probably asks for something to be done in Gundam, I'm sure they go, yes, sir. Okay.
0: So, I mean, you also have to think, where, where does it fit in in the movie, really?
2: Um, it's before the movie, but after the first movie.
0: No, no. I mean, it's... So, I mean, it, it fits within the movie, but I mean, as far as, like, the overarching... Um, narrative of the movie it, it doesn't it doesn't really add very much on its own unless you're like tr- maybe trying to add like a war is hell type thing um so i mean i can kind of see why they skipped it from the movie um i don't see why they skipped it from uh i guess the the dvd releases yeah, well <laughs> yeah. the
2: other the part that tripped me up a little bit is the one i watched on youtube the person had uh spliced in the toonami opening uh, but they did it on their own. So I saw the Toonami opening and I was like, wait, did they dub this? Because they showed it dubbed on Toonami. Um, but no, it was just whoever made the YouTube video had placed that in there as if this had aired on Toonami. Um, so instead, I just got to hear Optimus Prime tell me about Amaro Ray. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so and it's and it's funny because, again, if you watch the movie versus watching the TV show, um, you don't get a lot of the minutia that's in the TV show. So like they never really addressed the fact that, um, that the Gundam and the movies is actually like modular, like it is in, in some of the other series, like the core fighters and stuff like that. Um, they did really and,
1: cut that out of the movies, didn't they? That was something that I remember seeing a lot of, or at least I felt like it was a lot of in the, in the show. And I just, you get almost none of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not in there. And, and that's like the very beginning of this episode. They're like trying to, tweak you know get get the 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 he's form like learning into, how to like, form, form into gundam before. time faster
1: yeah um and, and it's kind of interesting when we get into the main movie uh, they talk about the upgraded core uh upgraded core fighter but they just say it's like a prototype upgraded core fighter that's all they say about it and they never really give you any reason for that um, whereas in the show i think it was talking about how it was supposed to improve dramatically improve the gundam's performance on well,
2: the mm-hmm. in the core booster in the show is more of like a big jet thing. Whereas in the movie, it looks like a bigger, like slightly bigger core fighter. And is presented that way. What I remember from the show is that core booster being something that the Gundam could stand on and, and yeah. dock with separately. And it was, it's part of the, it's not a super robot thing, but it is more super robot trope to have like big upgrades for yeah. your robot. And with the movies, they wanted to remove a lot of those elements, and, and they did. Boy, they did. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, in, in the movies, as far as everybody's concerned, the Gundam is a single-piece unit.
2: For now. Um, but that's, yeah. That,
1: as of this movie,
0: yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, The, the we can do a, a quick with this the rest of this episode so um Amuro lands on this island after detecting some signals and gets attacked by kids with rocks and flaming sticks um uh, there's some guys that are tied up on the island and i think they could pretty much disappear after this point don't they?
2: yeah they're there and they're tied up and they've had their weapons taken and then I don't feel like it addressed what happened to them. No, it doesn't. So maybe yeah. that,
0: that's another reason why why nothing happens with this episode, because I feel like
2: nothing really
0: happens. They disappear after a certain point in this show, and they're never addressed again.
1: It kind of seemed like one of the two of them died, and the other one was just, like, injured. I, I'm not really sure. It,
2: yeah, it was just <laughs> to build some mystery, and then they were like, okay, well, who cares about that mystery? We were just using it to build tension. It's fine. Uh, so we meet uh, Doan. That's right.
1: I've been calling him Doan. 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 Do-an. Do-an. I don't know what is real, his actual pronunciation is supposed to be. But I, I've been calling I, him. I just watched it yesterday, calling, and I forgot. I've been calling him Cruz. Cruz Doan, and I know that's not anywhere close to being right.
0: So I think Cruz Cruz is the name of the island. It's Kukurusu. Oh yeah. Whatever. I, I'm no,
2: going I'm with yeah, I'm going with Doan. That's what my ears heard.
0: Yeah, my so. brain heard Doan. Anyway, that's not yeah.
1: relevant. So <laughs>
0: Doan shows up in his skinny ass Zaku, um, He's and has been on an island. He's lost weight. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and the, and uh, Amuro is like, Yolo, I'm going to kill you, um, and fails to. He Immediately. Can, he, can't even hit him with a rocket. So immediately fails to after announcing what he's going to try. We well, should do. be. He's like, I'm going to take out your knees, and then he like misses two or three times.
2: No, I can't beat
1: you, but I can't shoot out your knee joint with my I, missile. I think
2: it's fair to point out Amuro is not in the Gundam for this. He is in a standalone core fighter.
0: So, so Scotty, is your is your theory in regards to new types that only Gundams can use the power of a new type?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: He's, to be fair, isn't the power of the new type irrelevant to the machine, it's the person?
2: No. Unless you start no, unless you start getting, getting into psycho frame stuff, like it doesn't matter what the machine is.
0: I I I'm I'm just being facetious. Oh, oh. he I'm being oh. facetious. He should have hit him and he sucks.
1: Should have not told him what he's gonna do, that's the thing I care right. about.
2: <laughs> well and and, um, and he knows Skinny Zaku knows mobile suit martial arts that's right
1: he's <laughs> been working out man not eating and working out it's pretty uh, pretty good workout Regimen
0: uh, <laughs> so um, Amuro flips his plane into the ocean gets caught and um, returns to his initial status of basically being nude around uh, everybody
2: yeah he goes for a swim
1: he got knocked unconscious and was undressed by Island Guy.
0: I don't believe that. I, I believe he has resumed his uh, physical uh, n- normalcy of just being naked because that's the way he's comfortable. Is
1: it, is it like his pre new type ghost form is just. He's a naked? never
0: nude. Yeah. His
1: new type powers that he's always naked.
0: Hey, every time we saw him in Origin, um, he was in some form of undress initially. And then the first episode, or the first time we saw him in Mobile Suit Gundam, he was mostly undressed. So I'm just going with this like he he likes he likes his skivvies. I really just want his
2: new type ghost to show up at some point wearing the boxers.
0: <laughs> new type ghost
1: boxers. <laughs> so yeah, he
2: goes for a swim, and and the note that I had is that there are no new type dolphins, so his swim gets a zero out of ten for that. And, uh, there, you guys laugh. There are new type dolphins in a, in a Gundam show, just not in universal century. Um,
1: well, there
2: he, uh, he gets pulled. No, he doesn't get pulled out, but he, he gets onto the beach and he's looking at the sunset and Rona, who I guess is Doan's uh, Island lady, girlfriend, wife, something, Um, I immediately guy. liked her because she just slaps Amaro after they talk for maybe 10 seconds
1: how many people have hit Amaro i mean I think all of them every character
0: yeah he gets hit a lot
1: better get busy hitting Amaro or get busy dying I don't know something
0: like that um yeah anyway, not? smacks him so um yeah he, he goes looking for his his mobile suit gets naked. Um, well, he's no, he's not looking for the mobile suit. He's looking for the core fighter, um, yeah. and like he's just, he's like super grumpy this entire episode. Like he is like angsty Amaro to to a T. Um,
2: I think this is him.
1: before he got his act together though, because I mean he doesn't really kind of get with the program until later in in movie two.
2: Well, and the other thing too, if you only watch the compilation movies. You're not going to like Amaro. I don't think they really make you ever like Amaro. I got
1: to be honest. I didn't particularly like Amaro in the show.
2: Yeah, he's a little better in the show. You at least get some, or I should say, you get maybe more moments where he's not just a shit in the show. Um, but if you just watch the movies, he's just kind of a brat most of the time. Mm.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of funny too because apparently Amaro is widely popular for being like, I don't know if this is correctly quoted, but I I read that he was widely popular for being extremely identifiable to like Japanese youths of the time. And I'm like, they all sucked then apparently because not a, not a fun guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we can all um, from our, our, our younger days kind of associate with um, being forced into a wartime situation where we're giant drop, we're driving a giant robot and, killing people in space. and
1: Yeah, um, three or four
0: different times, I can recall.
2: <laughs> that was a rough phase, yeah.
0: Um, so another skinny Zaku uh, shows up on the island. Um, and then the next scene, they're both fat again. Um, and they start, you know, brawling. Yeah.
2: Well, the, yeah, the Zaku, so the Zaku's are fighting because Doan is a Zeon deserter. And he deserted because he accidentally... So there's these kids they're taking care of on the island. They're the ones that were throwing rocks at Amuro, and he's taking care of them because he accidentally killed their parents with a stray shot. And then his commander was like, "Hey, you have to kill those kids now. We need you to go kill kids." And he's like, "No," and so he deserted and t- is taking care of these kids. And so Zeon is coming and trying to find him, and you know, execute a deserter. So that's why we have Zaku versus Zaku. Yeah.
0: So Amuro gets his core fighter, goes gets his Gundam comes back is about to kick the Zaku's ass, and Doan says, "Oh, I know. Yeah. Mobile suit kung fu. That's
2: right. I, I did take a note here. So they show you in early in the episode Amuro practicing to form the Gundam in the air with the Core Fighter and docking with the you know, the top and the bottom, and then yes, when you see him get the Core Fighter back uh, from Doan and. Take it into the air. He's like, Oh, I should maybe form the Gundam in the air. And then the next thing you see is the Gundam launching from White Base, where it has been docked together <laughs> <laughs> inside the White Base. <laughs> so she's so like, Oh, I guess they're not doing that.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, um, so uh, Doan wins with his mobile suit Kung Fu, um, throws the enemy Zaku into the ocean. Um, we still don't know where the other pilots are. And then, um, Amuro takes Done's Zaku, uh, and is like, uh, you're an asshole and throws his Zaku into the ocean and is like, this is the only way you'll be safe. But
2: uh, really Amuro yeah. making- it's like a razors It's like a razor's edge, like razor Ramon. He's just taking that thing and just chucking yeah. it.
0: <laughs> and, and, and really yeah, Amuro is just being an asshole in this, in this scene.
2: Yeah, but at least there's no one in the Zaku. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: That's We a, a kid in there and do it.
2: And he says, oh, I did this so that Zeon won't come looking for you again. Well, but, he,
0: he, his justification was uh, that, I guess, either the presence of the Zaku or something along those lines gave um, Doan and the island the, the scent of war or what, what have you. And... I I guess his justification was, is if you destroy the tools of war, then you no longer have the scent of war and they won't be able to find you.
2: Okay. Fair.
0: Yeah. Uh, And that was the last episode. Yep. Yep.
2: Next episode: The Gallop in the Goof Attack and Sailor Deserts, and that's kind of where we pick up in yeah, the movie. So
0: Sailor takes the Gundam and um, pilots For... it really effectively into a sand dune. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah she gets kind of wrecked there, um, and, and I think her whole her whole point is because she's like, I gotta talk to the Zeons about uh, about Sha, about uh, whatever his real name is. You guys know. Oh, I, I, I have
0: a note later in the and for this movie. Don't don't you worry.
1: There's lots of notes, I'm sure. But anyway, yeah, that's that's her whole reason for stealing the Gundam. I don't know why everyone's default is to steal the prototype weapon that everyone cares about and not like I don't know one of the motorcycles or cars or
0: just just fucking use a cell phone or fire
1: or really anything other than the gun.
0: I, I feel like cell phone technology should have existed at this point.
1: <laughs> well, they, could, they could easily contact each other. There was no problem. Like they oh they constantly are contacting each other
0: remotely. So, um, since since the Gundam is out, Amro jumps into the gun cannon, um, and we see uh, him fight Rambaral in it, and he does a pretty decent job, um, but the thing that I got out of this entire scene was the creepy Gundam eye gouging. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, that was messed up. It was when it was really like, the finger was called. just like, I, I, I don't think I can effectively um, just convey how creepy it looked because it was just like, I don't know, like, like when you're rubbing a cat, and, and like that's what he was doing to the eyes, except he was gouging them out at the same time.
2: Yeah.
1: And I don't even know what the, what like, cause, cause they established that the little like spot in the center of the head above the eyes was the camera and the eyes themselves. I don't know what purpose they serve.
0: I think there's multiple ca- cameras because whenever you see okay. some of the, the scenes within the, the Gundam, the pilot suit, like the whole, it's like a 360, um, like, view. But later on, I think, in, in this,
1: in, like, with, with RX-78, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just, like, the front camera, basically, and when they break that one spot, she completely loses visibility, mm. and then he starts gouging out the eyes.
0: Yeah, it was weird.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like this is a Scotty technical diagram. Uh, um, feel free to-
2: if I knew that a little better offhand, yeah, I didn't really take a note on it, but, yeah, as far as I know, the, that forehead one is the main... That's your main camera sensor. And then in some, the eyes are used for, you know, either more peripheral vision or secondary or just to look cool. Um, But yeah, I don't have that knowledge right offhand, unfortunately. Uh, I can give some context to where the ship was going and what they were doing. Um, So the the context you don't really get from the movie very much here is that uh, they're going to assist in operation Odessa, yep. which is a push from the federation to uh, drive Xeon out of this territory. Uh, again, Odessa base, uh, which is a very large mining operation that is shipping resources out to side three so that Zeon can continue the war. So that's why this is such an important strategic flashpoint. And you have, Hey, excuse me. You have the white base here cutting through the desert and they said they want to go, uh, through the desert to the black sea and then over the Caspian sea. I thought they were going East to West and that feels a little backwards, but that's what they say in the movie. Uh, so beats me. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's, what's going on there. And, um, kind of even before these scenes, um, cause I, I kind of tried to keep count here. A lot of mention of new types starts in the movie here and you don't get that in the show. Like, but for the movies, they really wanted to make new types more of a, more of a focus throughout. And you start to yeah, get. I think, it. It was, I
1: think there was like one mention in the first movie, like casually in passing by, I think Matilda, mm-hmm. um, when they first met her. And then that's about all we heard about it, if I'm not mistaken. And then it's like rapid fire in this one.
2: Yeah, here, you know, you start out, you've got Revel and Elron talking about them. And you learn the White Base has been deployed about two weeks. And it's, as we go through, it is definitely not the last mention.
1: You know, it comes up a lot. They kind, of make, they kind of start making assumptions, and I think, maybe I'm skipping ahead too fast, but uh, Bright starts uh, assuming that Umro is a, a new type, and there's a lot of discussion about that as well.
2: Mm, yep. Um, another little fun fact here, and, and we can uh, move on. Uh, in Origin, if you read the manga, this is the part where you're in uh, Volume 3, and they are along the west coast of Mexico, or roundabouts somewhere in Central America. And as, and they're headed towards Jaburo already. Uh, because in the origin manga, Jaburo and Odessa are reversed. And the Odessa stuff oh, wow. is in volume 8. So this movie covers volumes 3, 4, and 8 of the origin manga. And not in that order. That's funny.
0: Super weird. So Sela gets locked uh, up for stealing the Gundam. Uh, yeah so one thing to note is she
1: goes out she gets her ass kicked uh against uh roll and his crew um but she ends up getting brought back after getting wrecked they capture one of the zeons that's important to note mm -hmm. Uh, because they get conveniently put in solitary confinement right next to each other
0: and we see the the origin flashback so that that one scene um that yeah, yeah, I think it was like episode Shah. two or something like that, where where he's leaving and she's like mentally chasing after him and her pink
1: Selah's anguish or sailors something or other Artesia's sorrow. There yeah. you go. That's it.
2: In the movie is Soldiers of Sorrow.
1: Yeah. Um. So she basically hits him up and she says, "Do you know the Red Comet?" He's like, "Yeah, I know him." And she's like, "It must be Shaw." <laughs> like, "What is?" Yeah, they skip. they cut some stuff out there. <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, he the Xeon prisoner escapes from the cell, um, kind of feeds some information to Romba Romberall's um chip. Uh, and then Sayla is like chasing after the guy, gets a gun, uh, and just is she sucks.
1: <laughs> well, she can't hit him. And then some random dude comes up with a bazooka, and bazookas uh, this dude in the back. <laughs> no, Bazooka's uh, no, bazooka no, out of no, one no, place. It was
0: like, I'm going to shoot the door. Oh no, it's not working. No, this door is way too reinforced. Let me open it with my bazooka from like five feet away um and omer comes
2: up and and just bazookas it and he's he's like you just killed a guy
0: yeah (laughs) so the bazooka blows open the door kills the the guy that was escaping but doesn't really hurt them
2: (laughs) I, i like his escape better in every version of this story except the movie because in the movie he escapes by uh he was interrogated and now he's back and has something that allows him to escape and he does um in the show in the manga it's he is given his food and they leave a I think he takes the fork or something like that. Like they give him actual like real metal utensils instead of using, you know, your plastic cutlery you would give a prisoner. Um maybe that's what he means by Antarctic treaty like treatment of prisoners is you get actual silverware. Mm-hmm.
1: One quick note he pulled out um explosive tooth and Dixtrin.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had, he, he, I remember that. He ripped out his gold tooth and hooked it to the door and blew Which, it up. The gold
1: tooth I'm fine with, but the, he like, clearly reached down into his pants and pulled out like a, like an eight foot fuse.
2: You mean puke.
1: You would think he would have Maybe he
2: accidentally swallowed a hair two days ago.
1: Jesus, <laughs> oh, I don't know. But it was a fuse. So he swallowed a fuse two days ago and it was horrible. Yeah. I, it raised so many questions. But anyway, moving on, because we're never going to get through the movie if we keep talking about dick strings.
0: Um So we get to see Bright <laughs> flirting with uh, Mirai. Um, it, it, it's more like harassing sexually. So, I mean, Bright does this to every single woman that that he runs across, pretty much. I mean, Bright is pretty much a skeezy motherfucker. Does it seem
1: worse in the movie because it's more condensed, yeah. or does it seem better because it happens fewer times?
2: Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they're... right. Yeah, he like basically he's like, yeah, Amaro sucks. He's probably a new type, but he sucks. By the way, so
0: well, we we haven't gotten there yet, and I I don't consider this a spoiler, but I don't remember him actually hitting on any women. in unicorn? Does he?
2: Well, he's a married no, man. I no, don't, I don't
1: think we saw enough of
0: him. That d- him being a married man does not stop him.
1: No, but he, we never see him alone with the women That's
0: the big yeah. key. Mm-hmm we'll get there and the uh, ratio
2: and the ratios. I mean, it's there. There are more women main characters than like background characters.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So bright flirts with Mirai while he's talking shit about Amuro. Um, yep. Amuro hears it and, and cries. He gets mad. He gets, he gets pissy and yeah, runs he off. packs his bags. And, like you do, uh, this is another kind of Gundam trope. When the Gundam pilot gets pissed, he leaves, and he takes the Gundam with him.
2: And dumb music plays. <laughs> Although it's not always dumb, but it was dumb in this movie.
0: Um, so yeah, he, so uh, Amuro heads off to um, a desert town, heads to a bar, uh, and of course he runs into Haman and Rambaral. They Don't recognize him well. I mean, they haven't seen him at this point, so
2: they wouldn't know who he is,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but you know, it's it, it fr-
1: I feel like that's never stopped anyone in the show, but, but they they
0: know that well, at least Romberall knows that something's up, um, and he tells yeah. them that. Uh, yeah. but you know, Frau comes and ruins everything well, as I, she does, and yeah. this
2: is after Haman is giving Amaro these serious like swinger vibes, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he's, he's like, ha ha, he's all your type. Oh, wow. It's
0: <laughs> Let me buy you a drink, little boy. Please yeah. take my money. Well, if you won't mm-hmm. do it, I'll pay for his meal, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you just have to wonder, and, and you know, Raw and Haman have had this same, like, space crew for so long. Maybe this is all just Haman's harem. It could be.
0: It could be. I mean, she's in origin. She had a nice little harem at the bar she
2: was at. So. Yep. And those guys are here. Yeah. That guy Clamp with the little the you yeah. know the the skinny dude.
0: Oh uh, yeah. He's yeah. the bartender.
2: Um, the yeah. guy that um, escapes from White Base and gets bazooka to death is um, <laughs> excuse me. He's one of the guys on the moon with. Um, I call him Bazooka Joe. You know, well, he's, <laughs> Omer, uh, yeah. So, uh, Kozun is the one that gets taken out with the bazooka, and he's with yeah. uh, Rawl and his crew and we see them uh, on the, on the moon. So, yeah.
0: So her her hair, her harem is shrinking, so she needs to add Amaro to it. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. So after Frau ruins uh, ruins the mood, um, they run off, and they get pursued. Um, basically, Rawls sends someone after because he, he suspects that uh, they're going back to the white uh, to White Base, which is what happens, um, and they start attacking White Base.
0: Yeah, so um, White Base does a does a, a barrel roll, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine like a spaceship doing a barrel? Roll? That's
2: no one's ever done it. Um, and this leaves um, so uh, this leaves a Kai to fight the Goof again. So uh, Rumble Raw is in a goof, which is the suit that comes after the Zaku on Xeon's development pipeline. And their development pipeline is really quick. They are getting mobile suit crazy. So
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, what, July at this point? Maybe it's September of uh, that same uh, year. October.
2: But there's going to be a lot that comes around really quick. Um, And there's some context given in other pieces of media that... Uh, Girin starts to get a little bit like he's a he's like a mobile suit dork at this point and he's just like let's yeah. make all kinds of new stuff make all kinds of new stuff and so we have the goof here and uh anyway Kai is having to fight against it in a gun cannon and he doesn't do very well
0: yeah yeah Amaro goes toe-to-toe with him though
2: yep
1: yeah, they end up getting into a fight, um, shooting at each other. They end up getting—I think—they end up getting in close combat and kind of tearing each other's cockpits open, which is pretty badass. Yeah,
0: but uh, Amuro um, ends up kicking his ass pretty hard.
1: Amuro does end up kicking his ass. Um, eventually, uh, he thinks that he kills Rawl, but Rawl just kind of rolls out of Did his he uh, his goop. I—I
0: I, I got which, the impression that he—he he, was—he
2: thought he was saving him.
1: Other people thought he was dead. I think Haman thought he was dead, uh, but uh, Amaro suspected that he was still alive.
2: No, he he goes back. He goes back pretty quick. I think. I mean, maybe right there in the moment. But, um.
0: So yeah, but, uh, yeah I think I think the the movie um, shows some of this stuff in quicker sequence than it actually happens. Oh yeah, yeah. The show. Yeah. I, I know that that happens for a fact later on in the movie with like the the um, black tri stars too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so but yeah, so so Amaro kicks Ramba's ass and then gets locked up and Amaro cries a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm the best. And then we cut
2: we cut next to we see that so now Ramba Rawls without his goof and he is talking to Makuve to get resupplied. And you know, Macuva is kind of like, no, nah, we got to reinforce Odessa, or I don't even think it's Makuve himself, but it's a, a proxy for him, um, right? And he's like, no, nah, we got to reinforce Odessa. Sorry. And what you, there's some subtext very early in the movie uh, about how Makube is really there on Earth and he's serving Cassilia, and we see that at the end of the origin is that Cassilia is, is the one that chose him and sent him down there, and then Rambaral is really there working for Dozel. And so this is Sabi tension by proxy where, right. Casilius,
0: and it yeah. really seems to be there uh, more for um, profit than for anything else. Like he's there to kind of make money and the war is kind of like a side job for him. Whereas Ron Baral is there for war, you know, like he's there to prosecute the war. Yep.
2: And help his help his dudes. Yeah. Yep. Because the next scene we see that is of Xeon characters, because there's a cut to Revel. He's saying, hey, Matilda, go to the White Base, take him to the Core Booster. But then the next thing is Makuve and you see him and he's with the Black tri-stars, and they have yet another new model. It's the Doms. And you're like, well, they couldn't spare any reinforcements. Oh, okay. Great. All right. Um, so,
0: right after this, we get to see Sailor piloting the Gundam again.
1: Yeah, and she's, like, allowed to do it yeah, now. Which I don't know why. She was just in trouble for it. Now she's, like, the go-to pilot yeah. of all the other Because Amaro is in
2: fan jail, and, I mean, excuse me, in the brig, and um, they were like, oh, wait, you didn't completely wreck it when you stole it, so we want to deploy for this battle. I guess you can go out in it.
0: Even though she pretty much did completely wreck it. She really did. She really, really did. And she got her eyes gouged out. Come on. She did. That couldn't go any worse. For her. <laughs> um. So you know, this whole battle goes on for a while, um, and Rambaral, uh meets Sela. So um, and they have an interesting interaction. Yeah,
2: they've invaded White Base like commando style. Yeah, you
0: know? because they're basically da- they don't basically have any mobile suits at this yeah,
2: point. Yeah, and and there is a. Bright does waste a dude like point blank. It's pretty badass.
1: Yeah, like pops a pops a gun around a corner and shoots him right in the head. That was that was pretty cool. That was badass. Bright wants yeah. some points back. But anyway,
2: Lane, you were saying. Uh then uh Ron Baral blows himself up. Oh. Oh, you skipped a little bit. But there's another origin oh, flashback here to yeah. uh Sayla with Jim Baral. So he-
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so I, I can't remember... I don't think the movie really does much with it other than to say, like, don't you remember me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I... My dad raised you, yada, yada.
1: Yeah, and he, talk, well, he talks about how um, uh, Zion and Jimba were like... Or, or the, the zombies and uh, Jimbo were like... Did all these great things um, and never really talked... Like, he just kind of seems, again, like he's supporting the Zeons, which I... His motivations
0: are very confusing. Yeah, well, and I think you know the streamlined character from Origin makes more sense. And if they were to redo this now, we'd have probably a slightly yeah. different interaction of, or, or even a whole. I think the whole thing would kind of play out differently. But... Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the in
2: the manga it plays out roughly the same, but it it feels like it flows better. Um, I did not have time with my grown up life to. Go back and take all the notes about how it plays out. But if you're really curious about it, uh, I would recommend reading the manga. Uh, but if you don't want it, um, hit me up in the thread for this one, and I'll I'll go take some notes.
0: And maybe maybe we'll come back at some point um, later down the line and and try to do some mappings between the mangas and the the shows. And that could be fun, yeah. Um, yeah, so Rambaral blows himself up after um, you know being like, "Hey, remember me? We were, we were cool. uh, Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, White Base uh, runs into the Black Tri Stars.
1: Yeah, rocking, rocking the doms. Yeah. They end That's up fighting. Um, so I
0: think in the the sh- the show it was like what three episodes the the whole Black Tri Star battle stuff. I think so.
1: It was, it was a pretty decent sized arc and that they cut down to like. Yeah, yeah. Because what
2: you have is like in the movie, so, you know, the Tri Stars start to attack and they do a jet stream attack and then they go for another one. And, yeah, you know, Amaro is saved by Matilda's Medea and then he takes out Ortega. In the show, you have a stop here. That's the, I believe, the end of an episode. And. Later, they're getting right. into another fight, and um, Gaia and MASH are like out for revenge at this point. Um, but in the movie, we yeah. just keep on going. There's no... Yep.
1: There's a blow right away. Uh, rolls out and gets... Tilda rolls out and gets, uh, gets dead. And that happens pretty quick, too. She just as, as
0: quick as she appeared, she was gone. Yeah, and, and I get... Uh... I get the feeling that in the show she saved their asses a lot and it was much more impactful Whereas here. It was just kind of like she's, she died. She
1: felt more important in the show from what I recall. It's about the same.
2: Honestly, it's just stretched out more in the show, Uh, but I I feel like it's about the same. And, And one thing that they do in the movie that isn't in the show is that before this scene, just to give you some more Matilda time, um, they have, you know, they, they've got this core booster there now and sail is going to pilot it. And, you know, she's talking about how sale has been chosen because they think she's a new type more or less. And so you have more new type talk. I think this is mentioned number three or four in the movie. I should have put tallies by these notes, but, yeah. um, so you get a little bit of it, but I think it's roughly the same. It's just when it's stretched out over, you know, 10 episodes as opposed to,
0: yeah. It felt, it felt more important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was like kind of like a, a big battle for them because I felt, yeah, white base was, in you know, they've just been battle after battle after battle and black tri were pretty, this is a pretty, pretty legit thing. And Amro just kind of like sliced through them.
1: Yeah. And it, with the exception of the very end, he was basically about to get wrecked. Um, and then Ryu kamikazes, Kamikaze is his way into the last one of them and kills him and dies. Yeah, as implied by the word Kamikaze. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: so that's a big sad moment that feels
0: like the that's, end of the movie.
2: It's, it's that that's not here? But it's is not. It? I think
0: that's... Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, and and this is where you dies. He. Yes, like, and
2: it's
1: right after Matilda dies. It all happens with it. Like, that's the show.
0: He rammed, he, he, yeah, he no, kills I, yeah, Haman by ramming into her before she can um, kill. Oh, Amara. I'm sorry. I missed um, that
2: we were talking about Haman. I'm sorry. That's my bad. So we weren't. We, 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 I, think I, said,
0: I think I said we heard Black Tri Right. We were Haman. talking about the Black Tri Stars, but in the movie, this is like the next scene. It's like she's basically, try- it's very reminiscent of the, of, of, um, of, uh, what's his name's, uh, We've already forgotten purple haired zombie um
2: Karma. Karma.
0: <laughs> so yeah, the way the way it read, um, at least to me having watched
1: it like three hours ago, was uh, uh Amuro was engaged with the third black tri star, and while that was happening, she was gonna like suicide him. And Ryu came in and knocked uh knocked him, let her out of the air, and then Amro, I think it was Amro. Uh, or maybe Hayato finished off the third Black
0: Stars. It, it was Amuro.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that
1: and it causes them to. It ends up causing them to miss Operation Hessa. Yeah. yeah.
2: Dude, I don't, man. I'm lost, guys. I don't think we. I feel like we didn't watch the same thing right now because what I had down from taking notes attentively was you had the end of the battle with the Black Tri Stars. Now there's a time skip where you have Operation Odessa happening and we kind of catch up towards the end of it and White Base is more like on the sidelines in the mop-up operations and they're having to take care of Hamans, um, which she's out there in, a, a, I think, a gallop and it has a little bit of a force. And that's when that battle happens and that's completely separate from the Black Tri-Stars thing. It is separate from the Black Tri-Star
0: thing, but it's like the next scene. It's There's not like a lot of separation there.
1: I got to be honest with you. I was, I, I think I interpreted it in my brain as the same event. Ah, gotcha. Not separate events.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause there's another difference here between the movie and show where movie, they're basically just mopping up after Odessa, the show, they're a bit more involved in it. Um, not like super mm-hmm. direct, but you know, they're at least kind of involved in like taking some of the mining bases and, and things like that. Um, so anyway, there's that, and then also uh, Igloo. There's an Igloo thing um, that I went and, and looked. This is an Igloo too. There's a episode. I think it's um, the third one. Uh, gra- I'm sorry, Odessa Ironstorm. And so if you if you like Igloo, I'm personally not a fan, but I know I think there's some. Folks that maybe uh, watched it around when it came out, and it probably did look really cool and come across as really awesome. Then I think just not having that experience, I didn't appreciate it. Um, so if you want to learn, you know, about some different things in Odessa, there is Igloo Two, uh, Gravity Front, and it's episode number three. And there's a little story in there about um, a Federation uh, pilot on a ground assault type gun tank. So you get a little different look at a gun tank.
0: Yeah, and we we actually had somebody, and and I think the last episode we we published asked us if we're gonna watch igloo. This is so.
2: I did that for them. <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: seen I've seen igloo, and I'm gonna vote no. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> I
0: I haven't seen igloo, and, and I don't have strong feelings. If enough way, people want to see it, I'll do uh, it.
1: So Scotty, um, back to what we were talking about there. I think the reason I read it wrong, I've got it up in front of me right now, and it looks like at a minute, an hour and five minutes is when the end of the fight with the Black tri Stars happens, and then by a minute and six, uh, I'm sorry, an hour and six minutes, they're in combat with uh,
2: Hamon. Yeah, it's fast. It's like thirty
1: seconds. So I interpreted it in my halfway paying attention brain as one as all one big event.
2: Yeah, like if you looked over and like had to you know talk to someone for thirty seconds and then looked back at the screen, you could completely believe it was the same battle.
0: Yeah, and that's that's part of the problem with some of these compilation movies. So I I think that this I think that this movie or this the the mobile suit Gundam original series movie is probably one of the better put together um, ones. But I mean, it's still you're you're cutting, what, 50 episodes down into six hours?
2: Yeah, and this one in particular, I think, is 16 episodes down into a little bit under three hours. So you're cutting out uh, well over half of the material. And honestly, I think some of it here, you're not missing a lot, what they cut. It's a lot of, if you watch episode 15, like a lot of episodes like that, Uh, maybe not quite so much in a vacuum standing alone, but a lot of let's test out the equipment. Let's do different things and different combinations to sell the toys and model kits. And the overall plot is still the same. So
1: I feel like they, they, in the, in the show, they also did, I made a comment about this earlier, but everyone kind of switching, like in every scene, someone different is piloting something different. I feel mm -hmm. like they explained that a little more as trying to like get people acclimated to stuff and, like at like test their aptitude and i I can't remember exactly what was said about it but i feel like they explained that in the show
0: Mm -hmm. well and and i had mentioned it in i think the last episode for for movie one um it, it they they portray Ryu a lot differently in episode or movie two than they do in movie one um because in movie one he's there but he's not there um but when we watched some of those side episodes he he was like a central figure he was piloting some of the the mobile suits and everything like that and we see that in this episode but in, in movie one he's like a, a background character and i think that's why when i originally watched the trio of um movies and he died i was like yeah yeah who gives a shit because i watched him kind of like back to back to back and i was like yeah who cares like what, what what's this guy he's like been here like every once in a while um but i think in the tv show he's got a lot more impact
2: yeah because he is the member of the crew that is from the get-go he's enlisted he is a soldier yeah he is there to do what they are doing he doesn't have you know these doubts about i'm a civilian can i do this should i do this do i want to do this and he's trained so you see him helping out you know hayato especially uh, you know, trying to you know, make like, overcome that knowledge gap and, and things like that. And he's everybody's like yep. big, huggable coach.
0: And he he is super experienced at 18 years old.
1: Well, to be fair, he did say he never had, he only ever had like simulator tests with piloting when he first showed up. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, I think we've got, we went back to this earlier and in, in this, in the anime age. Where one anime age and two just like the rest of the crew is what how old is Amro at this point like oh uh, he's like i think he's 16 is he yeah
2: he's oh, 16 mm-hmm.
0: okay so yeah. but the, but you do have a lot of young people that just came out of like nowhere right. like they're high schoolers and at least ryu has the advantage of at least going through basic training but again if you think about it uh how old is bright at this point 19 yeah because he 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 had only been in the military at the beginning of the first episode six um at yeah. six months so yeah, this is like a super young crew um and i and, mm-hmm. and you never really get that idea that that bright and um omro are what three years apart yeah uh bright definitely does not read as 19
1: Amuro reads as 16
2: bright oh, does yeah. not read as 19 so. yep I mean, a lot of that is just the part of it's war, and the young people are the ones that die. Yeah. So,
1: although they do make they do make a passing comment about Bright, um, uh, where they're in, they, they're kind of like torture interviewing what's his, whatever his name was the Xeon soldier that they captured, and uh, basically um, he's like, yeah, he doesn't believe that I'm in command of the ship because of my age. So he does say that. Yeah. So to be yeah. fair, they kind of addressed.
2: Him. They, they yeah, do. And I think they, oh, sorry, they, they kind of imply that he acts and I don't remember where this is, but they, I, I want to say it's uh, when he's first hitting on sailor in an elevator. <laughs> um, she kind of brings up that he's from earth and he's like, well, not everybody from earth is the elite, but you kind of get this. I always got the sense of it that, yeah, he's living on earth and he's probably acting more mature because he's Actually, it's kind of well-to-do. And he has a British accent. His family is.
1: That that, that British accent is not real. It's a figment of your imagination,
0: And Everybody with a British accent is more more refined and more mature and older. (laughs) That's
1: what I was thinking. (laughs)
0: That's what all the girls think. Sure.
2: If any of my friends from Podcast Maximus are listening to this, they're having a good laugh right now. (laughs) <laughs> all right so i think because they proved that <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think uh we're hit we're at like 50 something minutes yeah. right now so um and we're about halfway through this movie so we're gonna we're gonna cut this episode a little bit short uh and get the second half of of uh mobile suit gundam movie two uh, soldiers of sorrow um, we're going to start that next week or next episode off with Char and his um, amphibious ship.
1: Oh, uh, we got to we gotta talk about the Belfast stuff first and then Char's amphibious. Well, then I guess it's uh, all kind yeah, of the same okay.
2: thing. Yep. Yeah. And, and maybe we'll do a little bit of Odessa clean up yeah. and that kind of thing. And, you know, if we really hated ourselves, we could play this PS2 game Journey to Jabro. <laughs> no, let's not.
1: It's uh, really bad. What do you, would you rather do that or Igloo?
2: Of the PS2 game.
0: <laughs> you didn't even hesitate.
2: I know, and it's a really bad PS2 game.
0: I mean, to be fair, most PS2 games are pretty bad. I feel like the PS2 is like the worst system for all of the all of the PlayStation systems. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, that's probably.
2: Did you know? Did you know, listeners, that Lane is a Dreamcast guy? He's a Dreamcast fanboy. I Sega fan uh, I,
0: yeah. I I was a big Saturn fan. I was a big Dreamcast yeah. fan. I had a Sega CD. Uh, I loved my Sega CD. Um, I had a I yeah.
2: Just just want to explain why he's bad mouthing one of the greatest consoles of all hey, time, right? I
0: now. had a PS2. My, <laughs> hey, listen, I, <laughs> PS3 is my favorite PlayStation, followed by PS1, followed by PS4, and and I like all of them. I don't. I'm not knocking any of them. If anything, I know, I, I know. If anything, I'm n- I'm a, a not Xbox fanboy, and I have an Xbox One, and I like a lot of the games on it. But that's just. I know.
2: I'm. I'm giving you a hard time. I know this. PS2. Yeah. PS2 is just
0: kind of like. I, don't I know, love it, I PS2. Like I fine. distinctly
1: remember those days. But that's a, a different podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Sorry. Hey, I mean, we're, we're wrapping this. We're, we're finishing this episode shorter than some of the other episodes. But that's because if we finished, we would We'd be two, would hours. Be two yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So th- thanks for uh, listening in. We'll get you next up ep- next episode with uh, the second half of the movie and maybe some other uh, interesting things on yeah. there. Um, in the meantime, feel free to follow us on Twitter at NewTypeFlashPod. Flash Pod. Uh, You can hit me up. I'm at Skankin Monkey. Uh, Luke, at easy stuff. Scotty
2: at Scotty underscore underscore P.
0: All right. So until then. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Goodbye.